you actually have to be on cocaine to be on this podcast. What's up, everybody? You're listening to yet another edition of Cocaine Willie. I am your commissioner at Bob Trollsby, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, the good chef Andre Napier and Fireball Matt Marchesini. Tonight, we are going to go through Fireball Matt's burn-it-down moment of the week in week two, chef's recipe for success against Mizzou. We're going to share all three of our predictions for the K-State matchup against the Missouri Tigers this weekend, and then we have our locks standings update so far through week two, and then we'll have our locks for week three. I'll throw it over to Fireball Matt first, since we're, this this involves the previous game. But what is your burn it down moment of the week for last week? Yeah, big burn it down moment of the week. Um, so the I'm actually going to provide two. Um, one is going to be K-State related and one is not. But uh, the one that is not, um, there's a member of my tailgate 1059 east side if anybody wants to stop by and say hi who forgot the gallon of fireball that i left at his house this past last week this an individual whose initials are bs bs bullshit am i right uh yeah bs and uh he forgot it so i hit my under on fireball shots last week but it did not inhibit (laughs) it did not inhibit the cats winning the actual burn down moment of the week uh, where I sat in my seat and went, what the fuck? Uh, I would say it's going to be Will Howard throwing a absolutely horrific pass um, in uh, Troy territory and throwing an interception into double coverage yet again, very much a 2020 COVID Will Howard move. Um, if he's getting these all out now to have a Heisman season, then I'm fine with it. But that doesn't necessarily sound like that's totally going to happen, but you never know. Never know. But I would say Will turning into 2020 Will Howard in a very poor pass in the first half is my burn it down moment of the week. I, I Here's the way I think about these interceptions is – if he can mentally come back and rebound in the way that he did, like he did against Troy, great. If he does not rebound like that, and it actually looks like 2020 Will Howard for the entirety of a game after he makes a mental mistake like that, that's where I'm going to get concerned. Uh, and and I wasn't as concerned after I saw how, how K-State rebounded after that interception occurred. But have we gone, you know, another turnover or a punt on that next drive? I would have been would have been a little uh, antsy. We'll, we'll put it that way. This isn't Fireball Matt's burn it down quarter of the week. It is one moment in the game <laughs> where I wanted to burn everything down. And I know it was that moment. <laughs> I know. I I know. I understand. But Will still had a very solid game against a team that is probably going to make a bowl game and may win their conference. But one bad shitty moment. It he was, did. It was he, a. He was what top eight uh, for like the what? What's the award? 
some award I've never heard of before. Yeah, he was top eight for that. I've never heard of before. <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm like Player of the Week award or anything, but no, that went to what's his fuck who cut his. We don't want to talk about that. Terrible. We're not going to talk about that. Well, Chef, what is your recipe for success for this week? And then we'll go into our predictions. Oh, the recipe for success. What is, what is Colin Klein got cooking up? It's, I don't know. It's, it's going to be weird because if you listen to our episode with Ace Edwards, you gotta, you gotta attack these safeties and having a full, do you think we're going to get a full strength Keegan Johnson? I don't know. It, it would be very, very awesome to have a full strength Keegan Johnson to go with a Ben Sennett to attack these safeties in the middle of the field. That would be, you know, that would be the absolute main ingredient that I would use to have a recipe for success versus Missouri, because it sounds like their front seven is really, really solid. Their best, group is the linebackers that's you know that is it going to be hard to run on them possibly but if we're attacking those safeties in the middle of the field during up the seams let will howard you know redeem himself for that uh you know burn it down moment he had that had matt all fired up let him let him redeem himself versus these safeties get ben Sennett in the end zone come on baby get him in there All right. Well, we have we have the recipe for success. I'll go ahead and kick it off with predictions for the week. I have the Cats winning 35 to 17. If you look back at a lot of Missouri's games, the last I'll say 14 games. So if you count last season going into this season, knowing that their offense is essentially exactly the same with the exception of Dominic Lovett, who transferred to another SEC program, uh, which reflects really greatly on the zoo then you'll see that there are a lot of games where they scored like 17 points or 20 points, maybe. So I, I just feel really good about the cats coming into this matchup. I know Chris Kleiman and, and this, this team, they didn't overlook Troy last week. So they had the appropriate preparation going into that matchup against Troy, which very easily could have been a trap game or a look ahead type of game for K state as the Tulane game was previously as the Arkansas state game was in that 2020 COVID season. So I feel really good about the cats chances this weekend. I'm thinking 35 to 17 cats. Let's go, baby. Wow. I would take that. Um, I'm going to be in attendance this weekend. Uh, and the last away game that I attended was the Iowa state game last year, which was a barn burner 10 to nine victory. Wow. Uh, I think it's going to go a little bit better for the cats this week. I'm thinking 31 to 20. Um, I do think we'll give up some points to Mizzou. Um, but I do think our offense does have a spark in it, um, that they're going to find a way to, to score 31 points in this game. Now, is it going to be, you know, Will Howard throwing for 300 yards or we're going to get 200 yards on the ground. The nice part is I feel confident that one of those, either one of those scenarios could happen in this game just based of how things are going. Um, and I do think, I think K state is a better team than Missouri. Um, I'm not saying that from just an emotional perspective. Um, I think an 11 point win is a, a fair um, prediction here. 
Um, and then the over under is three and a half fireball shots. And I will tell you, it's going to be way over that the mortgage on I, it. I have a quick question for you, Matt. So, so those 20 points that Missouri is going to score, do those come primarily from the rushing game or from the passing game? Do we see K-State's defense take a step back with the rush defense this week? Or do you think they they continue to do well and and maybe just Brady Cook has a decent game for once? I, I think Brady Cook's going to have a decent game. Um, I think Luther Burden's going to get some opportunities. Um, there may be some um, opportunities for some, you know, quick screens or something like that with the running backs. Um you know, a 20 Missouri scoring 20 points means that there's going to be a couple drives that they end on field goals. And that's going to be a win for K-State. I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, you obviously are wanting to get punts and everything like that. But it, I mean, we saw against Troy that, you know, little chunk plays that get you into field goal range. It's what you do after those big plays to try and limit a touchdown. And K-State did a good job with that against Troy. I do believe that um, there will be a couple drives that'll end in some field goals for Missouri. Um, I, I I just don't think I don't think predicting you know Missouri to score ten points. I just don't think it's. I I think it's I think they're going to get opportunities and get some points on the board. I think I think so too, and you know, you picked an eleven point win, as oh my god. This is going to sound terrible, but I got I got the score 24-17. Cats. I, I, sh- I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a lot of defense. I think it's going to be road first road game for this team. You know, it's, it's going to be a different element. Do we think that Missouri overlooked K-State last year? I mean, it could be a possibility that they didn't take us seriously. This year, this is their Super Bowl. I mean, everybody's saying it. It's the truth. I don't think they have any real expectations going into that SEC schedule, but they know locally, you know, for their culture and for how they're recruiting in their in the region, they have to they have to try to get a dub versus K State. And I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at us. I think it's going to be our defense is really shown out. And I'm to think that Missouri is going to score more points than those two teams, the teams that we just played combined. I don't it's it's hard for me to see Missouri scoring that many points, but I just know on the road it's a different beast. Luther Burden in the red zone. He's a gadget player, like Ace Edwards said, and you can get tricky with guys like that down in the red zone where it's not just a jump ball kind of guy or, you know, they have to have their full offense. It can get a little tricky. So I'm going to go 23-17, or did I say 24? I think I said 23. 23-17, six-point win. You said 24. I changed my mind. 23-17, hit, hitting the under and a six-point, but they're covering the spread. Wait, so 23 <laughs> means we're that – Chris Tennant's kicking three field goals or he's missing an extra point, but makes a field goal. Which would you rather? Would, would, I, which would you rather have? I think we might have a safety somewhere involved in this. <laughs> oh my God. Three t- okay. three tutties and a safety. Okay. Okay. Question chef, question chef, knowing, knowing that 
Brady Cook has a touchdown interception ratio of two to one. Is there a defensive score in this game for K-State? Every time I predicted it, I'm so far off. It's not even funny. Uh, Say no. Say no. Say no. (laughs) I'm going to say no. You know, I think I think he's as bad as he was last year versus us. I think this year he's. I don't know how many of those games you you guys watched of Missouri, but you can kind of get that Adrian Martinez coming to K-State vibe where he's so risk adverse that he's throwing these. I mean, he's what's his uh, completion percent is like 90 percent. It's got to be up there. It's it's crazy. I think he's like 31 of 40. He's just throwing baby checkdowns. He's not doing anything deep. They're relying. They're relying on the run more than I thought because when we did the, when we did the instant reaction pod, when I said Missouri was more pass heavy, I was wrong. I think they're, they're so uh, conservative They're You know, it's a stretch run to the right, stretch run to the right, maybe a check down to Luther burden. It's, it's nothing crazy, but I think that can, that can lull us to sleep a little bit and being on the road, it's going to get, it's going to get funky, but I think, will there be turnovers in this game? More than likely it's, it's these are two good defenses. So it, it could get a little spicy. It at least looks like the weather is going to be a little different this year compared to last year, which was notorious for being like the most insane, rainy, windy weather uh, that you could have possibly asked for in Manhattan. It looks like it's going to be 77 and sunny or at least partly cloudy in Columbia uh, this weekend. So it will bode better wearing, for Matt? those throwing the ball. What are you wearing, Matt? Not right uh, now, clo- but to the uh, game. Clo- clothes. Uh, <laughs> you know, it. well, the high is like – I don't know yet. I have worn the same thing for the first two games, and I'll probably do the same for. I would recommend that. That would be a smart. <laughs> you, so. such, you guys, you guys. I have also me. worn the same thing for the first. Yeah, two games. I wore I wore a K State Three Plus Sale baseball jersey and clean white Nikes, and I'll probably do the same for this one. Can't there say the same about your underwear. Yeah, Damn. I don't like Gross. sixty clean pairs of underwear. Nike trust underwear. me. <laughs> Clean white underwear. Oh, I don't wear white. Look, I'm not eight years old. <laughs> TMI. On that note, Next segment. <laughs> let's talk about our week two locks. I just have to say it. I rebounded last week, guys. I, I went four and one last week after starting one and four. That puts me at five and five overall. Fireball Matt went three, one, and one. He had one push last week to bring him to seven, two, and one overall on the season. And then Chef's Locks, he had uh, two, two, and one record last weekend. That brought him to five, four, and one overall. I will get it kicked off because I had the winning record last week. Wait, 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 wait. Do we got to, are we going to do, are we doing the hoodie bet every week now? Is that the deal? I That's agree. like, I feel like you have to do something that's at least shaming the other person. How about you have to put a paper bag over your head? <laughs> I'm down with that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fantastic! Brown paper okay. bag. Brown paper <laughs> bag. Locks loser. 
locks loser on it. that they have to wear for this segment of the show not the whole yes, show correct, correct. Not, the whole show, not for okay. the whole show for this segment okay all right on that note i went four and one last week my only loss was illinois who i took plus three against ku ku gobsmacked them it was not even close brett bielema was back to his form of how he was at arkansas in that matchup I also took Rice plus nine and a half versus Houston, which was a great pick in a game that went to double overtime. I just, it was at Rice too. The stadium was completely empty. It is amazing that they even have a football program still, but guess who is their quarterback? JT Daniels. He is at Rice. It is his fourth stop out of four schools. And they delivered. They, they got the victory against Houston. Cincinnati, I took plus seven at Pitt. Cincinnati played very well. Um, that final score was 27 to 21. Chef, you got the push on the over-under, which will let you get to uh, when you go through your locks. But uh, I believe last week you were saying I was picking against you. You picked the over-under. So, no, I was not picking against you. I just picked a different outcome than you did. And then my final game, the sicko game, was Iowa minus three and a half at Iowa State uh, in El Asico with with many, many politicians in attendance. And uh, that one turned out uh, in Iowa's favor with a final score of 20 to 13 for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Fun fact, Brian Ferentz still is not even close to his season average of 24 points per game or 25 points per game that he needs to get to. Um, despite two and O Iowa Hawkeyes. All right, Matt, you were second, technically second, uh, with a three, one and one record. I'll let you go through your picks and uh, then we'll go on to chef. Yeah. Um, so I pushed Utah at Baylor, which I did miss that game completely because I was cheering on the fun cats game, in Manhattan, right? but it sounded like a fun game and, uh, backdoor yeah. cover for you. Uh, it very much was, um, I missed on Alabama versus Texas. Is Texas back? I hope not. We'll see, though. Um, and then I had Oregon <laughs> covering against Texas Tech. So I loved that last touchdown. Another back thing cover. <laughs> that they took. Um, I did have Washington State winning at home versus Wisconsin. I thought Wisconsin was going to be ass, and rightfully so. And then my sicko game, FCS, Robert Morris Colonials beating up on St. Francis, PA. I knew it. I knew it. True sicko game. Nobody – and I'll bet no K-State person knows where those two schools are. So Probably not. I don't. Chef, you went two, two and one last week. Let's go through your picks. I hit on the UCF Boise game. I – what a wild game that was. Yeah. I mean, John Rice Plumley gets hurt. They the fumble in the end zone. Oh, my God. On the blue turf. It's just a beautiful thing to see, man. It was a wild game. Hit a game winner uh, at the end. But, you know, still my Boise State, three and a half. Uh, Oklahoma State, super late game. Nobody stayed up to watch that game. Uh, Oklahoma State. Pulls it out, you know. They well, they went by two scores towards the end, going against a freshman quarterback. That was Gunner Gundy. Is he the answer? 
I don't think so. They, I think that's two straight games that they've played three quarterbacks, which is he's the and Gundy plans to do it again next week. Gunner Gundy is the answer to this question. Who the fuck is? <laughs> no, never mind. That was gonna be really bad. Out. Oh my god! <laughs> no, 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 no! I can't now. Shit. I I push on the Cincinnati Pitt game. I don't. I don't even. I didn't even watch the game to be honest with you. But I'm sure I got fucking snaked towards the end of that game. Fucking sniped out of nowhere for the random push. Uh, and then Ole Miss Tulane. These fucking Tulane Green Wave man. These they piss me off so much. I mean, they. I was, was so a, pissed. They were, I had, to, was I had Tulane game. in this game too. <laughs> It was a tight game. I mean, and then all of a sudden it just wasn't. <laughs> Out of nowhere, they just at home had their chance to, you know, be the darlings. And honestly, if they win that game versus Ole Miss, they should just cruise through the rest of their schedule. But to no avail. And then my sicko game was fucking OU versus FAU. And it didn't happen for me. Fucking OU always finds a way to screw us. Me in particular. <laughs> and for the 99% of you who are listening and wondering what he's talking about, it is the Ohio University Bobcats, not OU, the Ohio University Sooners. In Ohio, OU is o- Ohio. UT is University of Toledo. It's just how it is. That's the way life is, all right? How many listeners do we have in the state of Ohio? Let's see here. Oh Analytics. my good God, Jesus! Audience, you got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got one. Ohio, Chef's less than wife. one. Ohio, less than one percent of all listeners. That checks. That checks out, doesn't it? Fifty-two percent from Columbus, twenty-three percent from Grove City. It's probably just Chef, but listening from different locations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because we also have a listener from Germany, and I guarantee you it was just me when I was in Germany. I think we also have a listener from Sweden, which was Matt when he was in Sweden. No, it was Norway. No, but Norway. yes, yes, that's definitely it. <laughs> All right, moving on to week three's locks. I will get it kicked off as the reigning champion. The Big 12, my three games. Game number one, I've got Oklahoma State. I think they did a great job taking care of business last week against Arizona State. I think they easily covered the the minus eight and a half versus South Alabama. Uh, At home, it's in Stillwater. I feel good about that one. I don't feel good about the fact that Oklahoma State has three quarterbacks. Will they stick with Gunnar Gundy? Who knows? uh, Is Garrett Rangel? Is it going to be Alan Bowman? Are we going to see all three or none of them? I I don't know. West Virginia minus one and a half versus Pitt. They took care of business last year at Pitt. I don't know that their team is. I thought they no, they beat Pitt last year, didn't they? No, Pitt definitely beat West Virginia last year. Uh, Remember, it was on the the pick at the end of the game. It was nuts. Oh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, whatever. They take care of business at home against Pitt. They've got a better team this year than they had last year, in my opinion. Uh, and then TCU, I've got minus seven at Houston. Houston is going to be asked this year. I've continued to pick against them every week and I'm one for one against Houston so far this week. So fingers crossed, uh, TCU can take care of business on the road. 
my national game of the week in a, in a week that's very scarce on good national games of the week. I picked Washington minus 16 against Michigan state. Michigan state just fired their head coach. They're going through it. You know, they're, they're either going to be in the spot where they just show out and they, they win for Mel, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think anybody's winning for Mel right now. So I'm going to take Washington. They've been really solid through the first two games as well. Uh, I think Washington has covered two very, very large spreads so far this season. So I'm taking Washington. And then my sickos game, I've got Vandy minus three and a half at UNLV, the running rebels in Vegas under the lights. Wow. Or at least I assume it's under the lights. I have no idea. Yeah, like, like, why are you assuming that? <laughs> Those are saucy um, picks. It's because yeah. it's Vegas and it's like 120 degrees during the Man. day. All right. Uh, so my big 12 locks. Um, I have a couple big dogs going. Um, I have Wyoming covering 28 and a half at Texas. <coughs> 29 is a lot. That's a lot big of points. Letdown spot. And this is a potential letdown game for Texas. Um, I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, but I, I think 28 and a half is a lot to try and cover for that game. So I'm going to have Wyoming, um, Arkansas against BYU. Um, I don't know why I was just like, you know, I'm going to pick against BYU this week. I don't even care who they're playing. They could be playing. I don't know, but, uh, I'm going to have Arkansas at home covering the nine and a half and then Nevada or Nevada if you watch Veep, but Nevada covering 28 points versus KU. Now KU is going on the road. First road game of the year. Um, I'm not saying KU is not going to win this game. KU should win this game. Nevada is like Nevada is <laughs> Owen too. Um, but I do think that they'll put together at least a showing because again, 28 points is a lot of points to cover, especially for a team on the road. My national game of the week, um, I picked Penn State at Illinois covering 13 and a half. We've seen Illinois has not looked great in their first two games. I think Penn State is, is going to be pretty good this year. So I think they're going to cover the two scores. And then my sicko game of the week, I have our uh, future Big 12 brethren, Arizona State, hosting Fresno State. And I believe Fresno State is going to cover a three and a half point favorite in that game and end up winning by 10. Do we know why Nevada is a home and home for KU? We never returned the favor with Nevada for like a. I wonder, you know, a lot of these Big 12 schools are doing that. It, like, I mean, the, you'll see. Well, we, my, with Tulane. we are with Tulane, but not Nevada, yeah. which is weird. I, you know, I just think KU's in a different stature where, you know, they had to schedule home and homes to schedule Probably. teams while we're like, let's just host Tulane and get fucked. But, you know, it's okay. We I also didn't realize 12. that we had Rutgers on the schedule for 2030 and 2031. Yes, we fucking do have. Fascinating. We, got, we do have Butgers on the schedule. Sign it up. Arizona, got, Washington State, the Kirk Schultz Bowl. Let's go. We got Army, Army coming up soon, too. In yeah. the, mountain, the Mountain West Washington State uh, Cougars. Yeah. The Pac-2 Washington State. Next year is Arizona, right? I think mm -hmm. is yeah, it, that's, is an that's Army next year too. going to be a non-conference game, even though it is a conference game. I'm pretty sure. 
Army's on schedule next season? Army's Army is the, the following, 2025. We've got UT Martin Tulane at Tulane in New no. Orleans. Wait, we're and at Tulane Arizona. next season? Yes. Oh, hot damn. We're going to bring go? – I'll bet you we'll bring a bunch of people in New Orleans for that game. Should we all go? Let's all go. Ooh, all right, I'll plan oh. for it. I'm I'm gonna, for oh, it. baby. Could you imagine us in on Bourbon Street? Easy drive play? from DFW. Let me. Tell they're going to be renaming that Fireball Street after after Matt gets his hands yeah. on it. Yo. All right, Chef. I have no idea what you're going to pick for your locks this week because you don't have it on the outline. So listen, you guys don't help. You guys don't participate with me on that outline. You guys send it to me late. You guys just want a competitive advantage against me. I sent it to right. you with like 12 hours of, of advance. Get notice. It. I'm sorry. I get it. You know, you guys are intimidated by Andre's locks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Iowa State. You know, people are down. You know, people are dogging on Iowa State because th- that was the best game that they've played since Matt Campbell was there versus Iowa. You know, he said that. And some I are saying, him. some are saying it. And I believe him. So I'm going to take Iowa State to cover the two and a half versus OU on the road in Athens. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love Athens, dude. You guys got to get to Athens. If you think Bourbon Street is fun, Athens is nice. I hear, I hear Greece is t- really nice this time of year, actually. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> Iowa State is two and a half point. The Mediterranean. Favorites, yes. Okay. Iowa State's a two and a half point favorite this weekend? Yes. And I'm going to take that two and a half points, and they're going to cover it. They're, you know, that, gonna... that Ohio Bobcats team just beat Tom Herman and Casey Thompson at Florida Atlantic. Trust so. me, I know. They were on my picks last week, and I don't think they can do it again. Anyway, <laughs> back to what I was doing. Uh, another Big 12 team on the road. Where is Tulsa at? I don't know. I've never been there. And it's yuck. 27 and a half points. OU went against SMU last week, and SMU's a solid team. You know, they had, like, one of the best recruiting class, I mean, portal recruiting classes of anybody last year. They're going to be – they're a salty team. So, I think OU is going to rebound. They're, they could beat the shit out of Tulsa. Tulsa by four touchdowns? Please, give it to me. Come on, OU. Let's – the other OU, let's do it. <laughs> 27 and a half points? Give it to me. They'll, they'll cover that. Yeah, easy money. And then my third Big 12 game, Cincinnati versus Miami of Ohio. Yes, another Ohio battle. Cincinnati loves these regional games. 14 points is a lot of points for Cincinnati. Can Emory Jones keep it up? I'm not too sure. Give me my, give me Miami to keep it within 14. I think it's going to be a little. I think it's going to be a 10 point loss, but I think they'll keep it within 14 points. So that's where I'm at with that. My national game, like you were saying, there's no good national games. These all stink to high hell. But it's college football, so you gotta love it. Uh, my national game is going to be. South Carolina, Georgia on CBS, 3.30 or whatever you guys watch games at, 2.30, 1.30, who knows. Uh, Georgia's going to absolutely smash South Carolina. They have no offensive line. 
Those Gamecocks stink. They suck Gamecocks, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, Georgia minus the 27 and a half. Come on, baby. Two-time national champion. They're searching for their third. Give me Georgia. And then my sicko game. Yuck. I'm going to go to the... Uh, no. No, I'm not. I changed my mind. I absolutely changed my mind. Do we have anything in the Sun Belt that's worth looking at? <laughs> I'm doing this on the fly, baby. You did your homework. Ooh, baby. The Sun Belt's talking to me. Ooh. George, Georgia Southern versus Wake Forest. Nobody's watching this game. Nobody. Zero percent. All the Wisconsin is checked out. They're all intoxicated. They're drunk as hell up there right now. Georgia Southern. Ugh, yuck. Wisconsin will cover that 19. They're going to run all over Georgia Southern. An undefeated Georgia Southern team. You Give say me Wisconsin. Forest? No, I said Wisconsin. You said Wake Forest. We'll we'll play we'll play this back, and if I said Wake Forest, uh, I'll do five jumping jacks on Instagram oh. Live. All right. Yep, you did say Wake Forest, so. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Did you have Wisconsin covering nineteen? Sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay. They're going to run through Georgia. The pickled, so unranked Wisconsin Badgers going to rebound after being ranked two weeks in a row. You know how that is. They just got, that's that's their two lane game. That was their two lane game. So boom. I don't know. My, a lot of I, I feel like a lot of games last week were everybody's two lane game. So we'll see. Did you ha- hold on, Matt? Did you have Texas covering versus? No, no. Wyoming is going to cover twenty eight and a half. Go Pokes. That's why. That's why. Pokes. Damn. Could you imagine if they upset UT? There's no way. But there's always a way. If there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) If they if they did, they would be they would be first in the Big Twelve right now. They would have two Big Twelve wins. And they would also be. uh, I mean, they would probably go from unranked to being a top fifteen team because their wins are against Texas Tech and Texas. Absolutely. Craig Bowl, dude. This is this is Chris Kleiman's predecessor. This is his mentor. I am still shocked that he has not seen more success. And this guy had Josh Allen as his quarterback for three years or two years. How's he doing, buddy? Never won more than eight games there. 13-13 game. Oh, why Tulane came to Manhattan? We have a home a two home one away with them. Or why we're going there. Why we we're have to going see them like, again? Maybe, maybe KU did something similar with Nevada. Yeah, we're playing them in 2026 at home. I don't. I'm tired of. I'm tired of them. Hey, but who knows what conference <laughs> they'll be in by then? Maybe they'll be in the SEC. That could be a. <laughs> They've won more SEC them. championships than like half of the SEC has. Yeah, exactly. Fact. Exactly. Mm. And we are going to move on to our guys talking ball <laughs> segment in which Ace Edwards from the Aggieville Alley Cats has rejoined us uh, and we'll be talking through just some ball and whatever we want to talk about. But the first question, we got a couple of uh, responses from our listeners this week uh, when asking for questions specifically for Ace uh, for this week's podcast. The first one comes from Will the Thrill at Will underscore KSU. How does one being a fan of two teams such as manage their emotions when the two play each other? 
See, this is a this is a very uh, complicated question because last year I straight up did not know how to feel. Uh, the only thing I felt was excitement for the game, um, because you got to keep in mind that uh, when MU was still in the Big Twelve, that's sort of before my caring about college football at all developed. So basically, it was a brand new thing for me, <laughs> but. I would say that the way I manage my emotions would be I sort of pick my favorite players and just hope they do well. And failing that, I just say, okay, realistically here, let, let, let's just set up this situation here. Uh, we have a 500 SEC team or my alma mater, like my childhood team who is in a 6-6 six and six SEC team or my alma mater who could win this game and that could, you know, propel them into more momentum for winning a conference championship. So in other words, I try to cut out all emotion from the equation and try to just be really pragmatic about it. Like who should win? Like, you know, you're, you're in a, I'm not going to use that analogy. Um, you just, just pick whoever you think a win would benefit the most. Um, that being said, I understand different calculuses, but I don't know. I just, I just think it's fun watching them play. I think that's a, I think I try to cut off all emotions other than fun. I'm just trying I mean, to... sport. Oh, am no, I was... cutting out? No, don't make me cut you off and no. cut myself off. No, you're not. You're not cutting out. I'll let you go. Cause <laughs> we got some good internet right now. We're just, we're just guys talking ball, man. You know, I, I think that's the way it should be. I think, you know, when you take a step back and you realize that you're watching teenagers tackle each other to the ground, it's, I mean, there's no reason that we should be, like, forcing ourselves to get all bent out of shape about it. It was like, I, I do that to myself all the time. I'm watching a game and I'm like, dude, why am I stressing over this game so hard? I mean, it's the time that you put into it, but, my God, it's just kids, you know? wrestling each other it, it does it does in a way kind of make me think about in 2018 in the in the ncaa tournament k-state played creighton i grew up a huge creighton fan my dad played and coached baseball there was a diehard creighton basketball fan during a lot of really shitty basketball years for k-state and i at that point in time decided i was going to go with my childhood team for that for that matchup in the in the marcus foster rematch and I decided that I made a huge mistake and I've all but essentially sacrificed any kind of Creighton fanhood that I had at that point in time. And I've let it just sit on the back burner. And K-State is the one and only team that I care about and will only ever care about at this point. So I, I respect that you're able to keep both of them at the forefront, knowing that I kind of did the reverse of I picked a side and I let that essentially ruin my fanhood for the other team. Um, so I respect that. Uh, out of you ace well you also have to put into perspective that um you now have a texas connection so basically oh, they're your number yeah. two now <laughs> no they suck uh, they, but happy wife happy life man you better start putting that burnt orange on man no i swear no, I, probably, no. I probably have a picture of you in some texas shirt somewhere we can post oh it there there are a few I mean, oh, I can Photoshop him into some Texas shit. <laughs> you don't need to Photoshop him. Okay, RJ Garcia, <laughs> Tony, calm down here. <laughs> I, 
I chef, chef, who's your second school? Is Ohio State? Oh, you. Oh, you. Oh, you. No, it's actually UT, which is University of Toledo. Toledo. Get around these parts. <laughs> Toledo. No, no, it's not my second school. I don't have a. I don't have a second school. Uh, my alma mater, you know, D three powerhouse Hawking College. You know, I could pick them, but it's just not the same. I don't have. It's the time investment that I was talking about. Like. I don't. I, I couldn't imagine what Ace goes through. Like actually caring about two teams, or what you were going through with Creighton, having two teams that you actually care about is got to be a, a stressor beyond all belief. Because the podcast that you have to listen to, your own show that you you co-host, that's that's a big responsibility. How do you even keep up with that shit? Uh, on the on the difficulty, uh, try being an MU fan while doing it. Um, but honestly, it, it's sort of my way of of decompressing with everything else. So like, it's not like I've never considered the podcast to be like a job. I've never considered it to be anything more than like a thing that I do with one of my best friends covering one of my favorite topics, and like I keep track of all kinds of sports and, you know, just keeping track of, of MU, not to try to get too sappy, but it's also kind of a way that uh, my mom and I sort of, you know, keep that relationship up, not because like it's strained in any way, but just because like, it's something that we can both easily talk about, especially whenever she starts yelling about Drinkowitz and I'm like, wow, damn, I'm really not the, <laughs> I'm really not the person who hates this man most on this earth. That shit's awesome. But yeah, it, it's never been stressful to me. I've always just really, you know, I'll turn on both of their games, uh, try to enjoy them. Uh, with K-State, a lot of times it, it, it's more than to try. But, you know, it, it's never something that I viewed as a job. It's just something I think is fun. I think it's interesting to look at. It's, it's, a, uh, it's always fun if there's something that you do frequently that doesn't feel like work. Just like stuff like this. Albeit, it's definitely work dealing with the no. How do I do this? There we go. That guy with me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I'm here to lighten the mood. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I don't want to be a burden to nobody. But you know, it just, it's... he doesn't want to be a Luther burden to anybody. Oh, oh. Bazinga. You know, white <laughs> <laughs> <Mic> drop. <laughs> the... The funny thing is, so I grew up like a K-State, K-State grown up and in New York, like college football, like nobody gives a shit about college football in New York. Um, I'll be it. I mean, Syracuse, whatever. But so I don't have a I never had a second team for football is always K-State, always K-State. Now for basketball, that's a different story. But uh oh, <laughs> look at it. Yo, right there. So so I, I am also curious, Ace. Again, I have the Creighton K State connection. So, guess who my most hated team is? Nebraska. Yes. For you, you've got that same mutual hatred for KU from both sides. How does that? I, I guess what? Where, where? What do you think about the Kansas Jayhawks? Yo, fuck the Hawks. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I, there. Okay, I think the best way that I can describe this is is with a, a little mini story here. 
So fellow K-State podcast host Scott Wildcat, a couple of years ago, uh, said something congratulatory about the fact that both K-State and KU were either receiving votes or both were in the top 25. I immediately responded by saying, I don't want to be on a list that includes them. Um, <laughs> so I think that sort of describes the amount of disdain that I have for KU. Because as a kid, I was getting dunked on because I was one of the few MU fans in my class in a Missouri elementary school. <laughs> but damn, it, it was tough. Uh, it was tough. It was tough times. But then I go, my alma mater is K-State, and I've spent my entire life being told KU is the enemy, which by the way, I did tour KU. Uh, there was a brief period of about like 35 seconds where I was like, damn, this is a really nice school. And then I thought about it for about 25 more seconds. And I'm like, damn, these buildings were really built during Brady Bunch. And then I just decided <laughs> that I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> um, they must not have shown you Bluemont Hall when they took you on your campus tour at K-State. No, they didn't. But uh, they did show me Calvin because that was my building, which is not better. But... <laughs> Oh my god, that place is fucked. I mean, the third it, floor. It's not like Kedzie. It's not like Kedzie, where I'm pretty sure if you get too many offensive linemen and one of them rips ass the wrong way, Don't the building's dare. gonna fall. I will not stand for Kedzie slander. I spent 75 percent of my college career in Kedzie. I'm thank. Good job surviving. And here's the deal: they were talking about getting a Kedzie renovation done when I was there, and they still have not even come close to even starting a conversation about it. Still, nope. No, they haven't. But yeah, I was I've... looking through this edition of the K Stater magazine, <laughs> and they've got this whole like campus renovation project, and half of it is about like we're gonna keep Ahern around, but we don't know what we're gonna do with it. And then they also had footnotes where it's like Kedzie and Calvin have history, uh -huh. and and that was it basically. <laughs> hey, hey, no free ads. Hashtag no free ads. If the K Stater wants some pub, they can sponsor a show that has a drug in its name. K-State Alumni Association, you're up. Speaking of sponsors, this episode is sponsored by Progressive. Do you say Progresso, like the soup? No, Progressive. I couldn't tell. Do they, do they provide internet services now? <laughs> you motherfuckers. Ace, Ace, give me your favorite K-State football game you've attended. Uh, favorite K-State football game I've attended, easy, Oklahoma State 2022. Well, that Man, was that, fun. That was a fun game. A uh, you second, stayed the whole time? Yes, I did. Uh, second place would be OU 2019. I was there oh, for Oh, yeah. One. That was a fun one, too. That was a blast. Oh, man. Yes, I was one of the alumni who was out on the field. I do. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I did the same thing. Come on. Fantastic. <laughs> I think I even saw you on the field. Maybe I didn't. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to look for you guys. Because yeah, I wasn't yeah, there. You nice managed to find off. us on every broadcast that we like. We'll show up for like point two of a frame, and Chef's like, "Found him." Okay. <laughs> Found him. That was that's like my mom when I was going to school. She would always somehow find me on a telecast, and she would take a picture like right up like this the TV <laughs> and send it to me. 
<laughs> like, it's, like Scott oh, Wild, it's like Scott Wildcat's Twitter Twitter photo of uh, him in a K State West Virginia at the West Virginia game, game which was in uh, it was in Wichita because I was also on that broadcast at one point. That's right. You know who I saw at the game this past game versus Troy that was just sitting in the crowd randomly? Josh Rivas. Huge. He's a humongous man. He was. Uh, he's a. Uh... Offensive, no. Offensive yeah, offensive, yeah, guard like guard. two years ago. But he's just, he was just sitting in the crowd. They were just showing like screenshots of the crowd. I was like, Josh Rivas? That's yeah, him? One of Snyder's soldiers. Oh, yeah. Damn. Okay, Ace, let's make, everybody's picking on me. So let's make Bob feel bad. And then we'll get to Matt. But like, the hoodie, RJ's hoodie. Are you on team RJ hoodie or team not RJ hoodie? Steve Largent look. Man, there are only so many hours in my fucking day that I can pick to devote. To t- you know what? I I'm gonna go team RJ hoodie. I think team RJ like that's right. I think RJ's hoodie like it works for him. There's like a certain style of receiver that can make the hoodie work. You have to be from Florida, Alabama, or Georgia. That's really about it. That's you, okay. you have to run good routes. Yeah, you, the you only prerequisite. Yeah, you, you have to be from those three states, and you have to run good routes. That's, I that's will say, it. based on based on the yardage in game one versus game two, I would I will maybe change my tune and say Team RJ hoodie. That, well, you should. I mean, just don't be an old man, Bob. I mean, it's ridiculous. Look at how he's dressed. This is quintessential old man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a vintage shirt, which is actually popular now. Yeah. <laughs> Dad cap, quintessential geriatric. Yeah, yes. Vintage apparel for half of my life, and now it's popular again. All right, all right, chef, bring the roasting. What do you got for me? It's so hard to roast perfection. It's like, thank you. <laughs> oh, I did shave my head. You know, I went back to the bald look. You know, we're all baldies. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm getting close. I'm 23 years old, and I'm getting depressingly close. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's a you'll, be a se- you can. you'll be a sexy bald. <laughs> dead air. Let's go, baby. What do we got? Oh, we did we did have one more listener question. It came from Matterhoof at Matterhoof. Matterhoof. Question number one. Are our fans supposed to be loud on offense or defense? As a as a K-State fan, I would hope that we're loud. That, and I know this is taking shots at the Missouri, like you know, that was just that's just cornballish. It's everything about it. Third down, everything is cornballish with Missouri. I don't know why that is. It's cringe, corn cornballish. But honestly, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Like, are they not supposed to put those videos out? Are they not supposed to teach the freshmen what to do? You know those. Those Dude, hot MU girls aren't don't know what to do on third down. You don't put it in a video though. You do it at the first freshman pep rally, like K State does. KU put out a very similar video about eight years ago that had the exact same thing that taught them when to clap during the fight song. Like just total embarrassment of a program. Not, Is not that how you clap? No, 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 no. Let me. All right. Defend I, your I, team. In, defend in, your in, team, Ace. In, in, no, no, no. I'm going to defend KU first uh, because I've been in the K State student section. They cannot hold a beat. And as someone who has like 
made music and has played bass before, Bob, you are aware that you and this bothers you and I in particular. <laughs> it drove me absolutely insane when I was in the student section. It still does when I'm at games. Yeah, I, you understand. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, there's I. The only thing that I can say is look at the cringy things that MU is doing and then kind of look at their the the head basketball coach and suddenly things like like the numbers start adding up perfectly because um, you get cringe like multiplied by cringe it becomes cringe cubed. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, it becomes cringe squared. I'm not a math major. I was a humanities major. Thank you. I was history and political science. But um, I, I don't know, man. Like you, just, I don't feel like there is much defending that. It's like the oh shit, what was it? Five years ago, they made like an SEC rap video, and I genuinely had to go like undercover for like multiple days. Oh, the We Are Mizzou video. Yeah, that's rough. That was in twenty twelve. That's, that's real rough. That was in twenty twelve because when I was in in Delta Sig, my pledge class went on sneak to Mizzou. And that video was popular because it was spring of 2012. They were headed to the SEC. And it was like the it was the soundtrack of our trip there. And we were making fun of it the whole time. It was fantastic. R.I.P. Missouri Delta Sig. Anyway. <laughs> beta beta. <laughs> Rip. Man. What, what other are questions Missouri? do we have for Ace? What are we what are we expecting for a crowd? I mean, I know you're you're gone, you're wearing purple there. Or are you wearing a neutral color? Don't wear I'm a wearing, neutral color. I'm wearing the Aggieville Alley Cats shirt. It's, I bet it's going to be Ag from, from AggievilleAlleyCats.myspreadshop.com. <laughs> you do know, we, do we which think shirt are you wearing? Neon Alley Cats or something different? Uh, I'm actually going to wear the established Alley Cats polo. So. God, that is that's hot, baby. That thing. Don't wear the cotton one though. You know, how I feel. Well, we got rid of the cotton one. Oh, I know, I know. God damn it! But. What are we? What are we expecting for crowd? Are we? Are we going to see a sea of purple there? Or, I mean, I mean, it sounds like I. I wonder if we're going to have like ten or fifteen thousand people there. That's what it's a sellout, and they haven't sold out a game since what two thousand pre COVID. So, I mean, it's not going to be like Vanderbilt, you know, where we. But I th I feel like we're going to have. I what mean, about KU level? Could it be like, do you know how like the discrepancy of purple to blue red? I mean, I could see it being that like maybe to a little lesser degree, like maybe take it down like five to seven percent of that. Mm -hmm. But that's I a lot see, still. <laughs> I, I can see a world where it's an uncomfortable amount for MU fans to, to sort of deal with. Because damn it, I remember going to a Kentucky game, like an MU Kentucky game, and there was like a really weird amount of Kentucky fans. Uh, one sat in front of me, and this was when Benny Snell was their running back. Every Ooh. single time he touched the ball, I, it would, I, I'm 98% sure that he just wasn't speaking English, and he wasn't, he wasn't speaking Creole either, because I can understand every fifth word of Creole. The only thing, it was an alien language. Man had been abducted like three hours before and was trying to blend in. From Kentucky Hills people, man, I'm telling you, they, I mean, they're in here in Ohio. That big blue nation, it's tough. They they fucking travel, dude. That's a that is a dedicated fan base. I know it's not always been there for football for them, but and we know about basketball, you know. But 
God, Big Blue Nation is everywhere, especially in Ohio. It's tough. I hope we, I hope, I'm ner- I'm nervous about the game, but I'm always nervous about a K-State game. But I feel like our, our crowd is going to be really hyped for this one, like primed and ready, like eight fireball shots. Everybody, every 15,000 people are taking eight fireball shots for this game. I can't do what? that. It'd kill me. I'm allergic what? to cinnamon. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so- no. <laughs> I so have, I, I have a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chef. No, I was gonna ask him what does he do about his French toast. I mean, cinnamon toast crunch. I mean, all those <laughs> de- French delightful, toast. <laughs> delightful things. You haven't enjoyed any of those things. I've had French toast before. You can get French toast without cinnamon on it. Uh, it's pretty, it just replace toast. it with powdered. Just replace it with powdered sugar. It's fine. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna go into anaphylactic shock for a piece of fucking toast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chef, you need to change your name on here to put Chef in quotation marks. I, I will kill you to get those goddamn French toast right. <laughs> I feel like a dishwasher these days. Chef. Hey, take it easy on me. I, I have a question for the group. Uh, as all of us are, are big fans of Kansas State sports and, and some of the trolling that happened last year uh, with the Deuces billboard that, that was in Kansas City that greeted Mizzou fans headed back to Columbia and, and parts further down I-70. Do we think that the K-State sports team will have something in store for this season? And if so, what do you think it would be? I'm genuinely curious. How many billboards could they put up on I-70? I mean, <laughs> they could put up a shit ton. <laughs> we, you know, they took down that billboard in Topeka for us that we used to have right next to the KU one, which is kind of depressing. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to look too far ahead onto it because I could see them totally trolling us. Who plays number two for Mizzou? And it'll be... Dude, you're such a nervous Nelly. It's killing me. You're killing me. You got to have some balls going into this game, man. Let's go. Come on. I'm going to be yelling extremely loud. Like, it's going to be very painful. Number two is Ennis Rakestraw, who Ace mentioned on our preview episode. Defensive back. All right. You know how you know how tempted I am to drive seven and a half hours just to go to this game. I'm so tempted. That is wild to me that it's only seven and a half hours to Columbia for you. It's like that surprised me too. Sixteen for me. It could be six and a half if you really hit the gas pedal on that one. Yeah. 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 I'd I'd get off of work and it'd only take me to get. You know, it'd only be 2, 2 a.m. instead of, you know, 3 a.m. You know, I don't see any. <laughs> I don't see any. I'm, I'm a terrible night driver, too, so I'd probably just crash and die on the way trying to get there. So it's not oh, worth it. Bringing the sadness to the end of this <laughs> damn segment, you idiot. <laughs> it's all right, man. <laughs> I won't do it, but UCF is really on the table. That's That's the one. 7 p.m. kick. How excited! How excited are we about that? No, um, no Plumley. No Plumley. His leg needs amputated. Jesus Christ! That's, well, a, that's what they said about Dion until they fixed it. That's a that's a thing for UCF quarterbacks. Don't go to UCF to play quarterback. Or oh yeah, didn't uh, Mackenzie Milton? Oh, his leg. That's Dylan Gabriel got hurt there too. Yeah, they all don't. got bad legs. Yeah. <laughs> 
They don't they don't recruit the the power legs. Bunch of glass boys. Jalen Daniels will be there next. Oh, oh. that would actually be fucking hilarious. <laughs> if Jason Bean plays <laughs> starts more games and there's no way, but Jason Bean could be at UCF next year. That that would be know. is he a senior? He's a senior. Doesn't he get one more year though? Well, who knows? This COVID shit's all backwards. I think what, this uh, is COVID year. Oh, this is his COVID year. He came back for his COVID year to be a backup quarterback. What a fucking cuck. <laughs> that is ridiculous. What a fucking <laughs> cuck. I don't think it's that bad of an idea on his part because he knew he was going to get thrown in in game one because Jalen wasn't going to be healthy for the entire Yeah, I guess. Look, Jason Bean is the poor man's Caleb Williams. All right, Chef. All right. Well, curly-headed Caleb Williams. When Caleb Williams decides, I don't want to go play for the Cardinals and come back to USC, it's Jason Bean who's getting drafted number one. I got a feeling. I got a feeling the Seattle Seahawks will be – Caleb Williams destination. That's just my way too early, you know, pick for who's going to have the number one pick. Are they going to be that bad with Geno Smith this year that they're going to be the the worst team in the NFL? I think so. I think so, bud. He was the comeback player of the year last year. Doesn't matter, dude. You know, you're they're going to bail. They need a franchise quarterback. They're not. Geno's a rental. Damn. Okay. Geno Smith Stan. What the? You obviously you. Oh, good. I get to come in and he can't say anything. <laughs> no rebuttal. Uh, yeah, no rebuttal. No rebuttal. <laughs> no obviously, rebuttal. Chef doesn't have NFL red zone because I watched the Cardinals yesterday and they were not good <laughs> with Josh Dobbs. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I think I think Chef losing his internet is the perfect segue out of guys talking ball. Ace, again, it was awesome to have you on for the second episode this week. Go ahead and plug your stuff and let the people know where they can find you for the second time this week. All right, so I'm at AC Edwards zero zero. Chef is really not enjoying the the end of this this year episode. <laughs> um, I ho- I'm one half of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. We're come rain, shine, or anything in between. We're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news you so love. The other half, Connor Balthazar and I just go through every single K-State sport, non-rev, revenue, and try to give everything its due diligence, you know. And when it comes to football, we try to do in-depth scheme breakdowns, in-depth scouting reports, in-depth recaps of the game, what worked, what didn't. And if you want to follow us on Twitter or anything, really, we're Aggieville ACATS. We also did a collection of videos about topics ranging from Will Howard, K-State starters, and Andy Katelniki. All of those are on Aggieville Alley Cats, the YouTube channel. It's the same name for the podcast if you want to check us out anywhere that you get your podcasts. But most importantly, I want to thank uh, Bob, Matt, and Chef for uh, for having me on this, this wonderful episode of, of Cocaine Willie that almost certainly will uh will go down in history as one of the episodes of cocaine willie that it will <laughs> that it will that it will and with that we're we're gonna head out of here for all of us at cocaine willie thank you for listening to the show on your podcast feeds or watching us on youtube do us a favor if you're listening on spotify or apple podcast leave us a five-star rating and if you're watching on youtube Give us a like on the video and subscribe as well. Don't forget to subscribe and also like and subscribe to the Aggieville Alley Cats on YouTube as well. 
As always, you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube at Cocaine Willie or follow us individually. I am at Bob Trollsby. Fireball Matt is at Matt Marchesini. And Chef is at Chef Andre Napier. Chef. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, baby. We are all coke and no joke. Wildcat country. Let's fucking ride!